This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Metal Sucks Podcast. Hey, everybody. It is I, your host, uh, Petter Speich. Uh, I am running solo right here because this is a very special, another one of those .5 episodes we'd love to give you guys on occasion. This week, Metal Sucks co-founder Vince Neilstein actually got a response from Anthrax drummer Charlie Bonante on a story you wrote about him being old and out of touch with the streaming services. I also am old and out of touch, as many of you guys know that listen to the show, as with Brandon and Jocelyn, are very, very into the streaming services. So what ends up happening here is they're going to actually debate the article that Vince did talk about, and it also gives us a chance to put a spotlight on the new Anthrax CD, DVD, Kings Among Scotland, which comes out April 27th. If you guys never got a chance to pick up Chili on Hell, I think back in 2014... It is one of the best live DVDs I've ever seen. Kings Among Scotland is going to be right up there, so do not miss an opportunity to pick up this CD and DVD. But without further ado, guys, I want to tell you about one more Blu-ray DVD combo. This April, Polish Black Death Metal Overlords Behemoth will release their new live DVD Blu-ray, Mess Noir, via Metal Blade Records in the USA. Mess Noir includes the band's victorious shows in Warsaw, Poland on October 8, 2016 and Brutal Assault 2016 as well as the Satanist Cinematic Archive featuring all official videos associated with the band's globally successful record of the same name. Make sure you pre-order Mess Noir now at MetalBlade.com slash Behemoth. Once again, Mess Noir, MetalBlade.com slash Behemoth. And now, guys... Enjoy the debate. Here's Vince Neilstein and Charlie Banane from Anthrax. Charlie, thanks so much for taking the time to join the Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, why don't we start this way? Um, can you explain your, your position that, uh, quote-unquote, Apple had a big hand in destroying music? Well, you you, you got to take it back a bit because, you know, the conversation that I was having wasn't about <laughs> anyone destroying music um it led into that um it all started because bands on tour nowadays have to do uh different things uh while on tour because you know you don't have that massive record company in every city you know at record stores you know pushing your record pushing your product pushing your art so the story went to, you know, how this all happened. And, you know, of course, in the, in, in the earlier days, you, you had the first thing was Napster, which, you know, Metallica had a big hand in, in fighting. And, you know, I was, you know, right behind them, like just kind of watching like what was going on, because I don't think anybody knew at the time what was to come. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, no one expected that, certainly. Um, I mean, I guess maybe the writing was on the wall, uh, you know, around that time we were starting to see music streaming on the internet in a very, very nascent phase and, and video and, you know, it sucked. Uh, it was a miserable experience to, to actually consume that stuff because the connections were so slow. Um, but yeah, certainly Napster came out of nowhere and, and blindsided the music industry and, and all the bands in it. 
Yeah, well, it's basically file sharing. So if you have anything that's a, a digital uh, in a different digital form, um, and then the technology became widely accepted, you know, by a lot of people, and they started sharing other things besides, you know, not just music, but other things were being shared. Um, but it seemed to me that the the business of music was the one that got hit first and got hit the hardest, you know? I mean, even back, we're going to go back to like the late seventies when you had someone like Tom Petty, who was fighting to keep the price of, of the albums down, you know, stop ripping off the fans. So it's not like this just happened. This has been going on for a while, you know? Yeah, for sure. I, I didn't know that about Tom Petty actually. Um, but you know, I guess that, um, I mean, that's definitely a factor because what happened was when the file sharing services came along is suddenly the, the playing field was leveled, you know, and, and people were, music fans were not beholden to the stranglehold that the distributors had on the industry anymore by setting the price of what a CD could be. And people were saying, you know what, music's not worth as much as you say it is. Uh, you know, and, and the record labels and distributors were, uh, were not really hearing that. They said, you know, music is valuable, which, which it is, but uh, people were saying it's valued less than what they were saying it is. And they said, well, well if you're not going to lower the price, we're going to steal it instead. Uh, you know, and, and that's what happened. Well, I don't know if that's the way it actually happened, but the younger generation who wasn't going to stores to buy the product uh, never knew that you could do that anyway. So they were just, you know, learning how to do it this way. And then what I, what I said was this was devaluing music. I don't think it had to do with, I mean, yeah, the record company's charging a certain amount of money for, for an album. It definitely hurt. But if you look at the sales, you know, back in the late 90s, it was selling, you know. Records, uh, CDs were selling. So, um, well, it was selling because there was no way. choice. You know, there was no well, other way of doing it. You know, and, and as soon as there was another way of doing it, people are like, well, fuck this. You know, and like that's right, not the, that's, the fault but, of, of right, Apple. But, but that's not right. That, but that's not that's not right either, what you're saying. People, just because people say, fuck this, well, wait a minute. You still got to pay for it. You can't just go into a store and say, you know what, I like Twix, but I'm not going to pay for this. Well, it's not that's, right. That's, that's what, it, that's what you're saying. And no, it's not. I'm it's not, not saying reality. it's right. I'm saying it was it's the not, reality it, of the time is that, that was the, those were the options. And, uh, you know, if it wasn't Apple that came along and made iTunes and the iPod, it would have been somebody else. Uh, you know, I think we all remember the Microsoft Zune and how miserable a product that was. But um, Oh, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Because, you know, like Apple but, made, you know, you know but, Apple did it best. But Apple was the one. Apple was the one that had the the money behind it and the technology to actually do something for the you know the consumer. So and I was a you know hey I'm a big supporter of Apple you know always been, but I just felt that now that they've kind of abandoned iTunes and the iPod and everything and focused more on Apple TV. It just make it just made me wonder, like, wow, was it all just to? Uh, I mean, yeah, they made a lot of money. You know what I mean? But I don't think they cared about the damage that they were also causing to the artist. 
You know what I mean? There was well, still holdouts. Like I didn't, I wasn't really a big fan of buying a song here or buying a single there. You know, uh, our type of band, our type of music, we make albums full rec. You know what I mean? And the single to us wasn't an important thing. But I know I understood <laughs> singles uh, was was important to other artists, pop artists especially, because correct me if I'm wrong, most of the time their albums just maybe had one song that was popular. The rest were just kind of like whatever, you know what I mean? Well, I totally know what you mean. And, you know, I think a lot of people, I mean, you know, you have you have a few years on me, but, you know, according by, by today's standards, I'm old too. Uh, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that the today's, 10 and 12 and 15 and 20 year olds don't agree with that, you know, and they're not, they're not wrong to disagree. That's just a, a generational difference, you know? So I think it's, of course. It's, it's our responsibility not to say, Hey, it was better back in our day, you know, and there was value in the physical product and, you know, whatever. And that's fine. You know, we can, we can appreciate that value, but you know, it's important not to, to look at, ways that today's youth is consuming music and say, well, it's not as good as it used to be. You know, it is. It's it's just as good. There's certainly, I think, a thrill that when they, for example, load up the YouTube player for the first time, when a band uh, such as your own really even drops a, tr a new track, you know, and the excitement of that, you know, and, and putting in their earphones and, you know, it's a ritual. Um, and I don't think that that's inherently worse than going to buy a record and uh, cracking it open and, and putting it on the record player and watching the needle drop. So, you know, that's okay. So, that's you just, so wait, so you, you just said something about YouTube kids putting on YouTube. I didn't, I didn't catch that whole thing. Oh, sure. So I was just saying that, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the ways that bands will release a new single these days uh, is first via YouTube um, just as like either a music video or a lyric video or something like that. So that would be, in a lot of cases, the first time somebody hears a new track from a band. They'll fire up the YouTube player right. you know, and wait for it. So right. I was comparing that to our experience when we were kids of going to the record store and buying the record. You know, and I'm saying... Well, I, I, think, I think YouTube has become, let's say, the TRL or the MTV for the, you know, the generation. Um, the difference there is... YouTube doesn't pay for that. Well, they do. They pay. They pay artists, uh, you know, in a similar way that Spotify does, where they, uh, you know, they pay a per stream royalty, and they also pay yeah. uh, advertising I, revenues. I mean, I you know, look, Charlie. YouTube doesn't. YouTube doesn't really pay much to anybody. They just basically take. Um, so I don't uh, know if that is accurate as far as you know. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, well, yeah, it, it is accurate, YouTube, Charlie. In, in fact, um, streaming revenue now accounts for 65% of revenue in the music industry in 2017. That's a real figure from the RIA. Yeah, I know that. Um, yeah, know, I know that. And, but that's also Spotify. That's also uh, Pandora. That's, yep, yep, that's all that basically stuff. The, all those that are stuff. the big. And we, we were like very much watching Spotify when it first hit. And... Um, we really wanted to see what was going on with Spotify because we heard the horror stories from from artists that were receiving a quarter of a penny 
for for a stream. Yeah, well, okay? less than that, even. And what was happening there was the record companies had basically sold their artists out. The record companies took the money, and then that's how much money the artists would get. So we waited. And our catalog is on Universal. So there's not much we could say about our old catalog, but there's a lot we could say about our new records that we put out. And we went and, and met with Spotify and heard what they had to say. And of course we were like, okay, this sounds good because a lot of, if you look at Latin America where the streams are high, especially for metal, especially ourselves, and they don't buy much there, they, they stream. So yeah, it's something that I totally looked into and researched, but I can't compare those things to YouTube because YouTube just takes content. Like you, if you go on YouTube, you'll see concert stuff that is unauthorized and they just take so i can't compare the youtube thing to say spotify or well but you know you get you get revenue from that stuff too your your distributor i don't i don't know who it is uh i guess somebody somebody in the universal family i guess you know is your distributor um you know they have technology in place that can look at the waveform of music and you know can look at titles like just if it has your band name in it like on on, uh, on anything that's uploaded by a user say of a, a live uh, live song from a show you guys played and if your distributor is doing a good job of that you're earning money on that stuff yeah but you yeah exactly but how does YouTube make their money through advertising right and they split that pie with with the artists with the content creators so, so, you, so you are uh, getting money from that. Yeah, but we're not getting the money like we would. Artists are not getting the real money like I'm saying with Spotify, which I think Spotify has um, a pretty good system in place. Uh, and you could see everything there too, you know? And um, But it's like everything else. It's all connected. If you go on Facebook or whatever... And then let's say you're on Amazon and you look at something all of a sudden it's weird because the thing you just looked at is appearing on your, uh, your Facebook, you know, and it's just like, Whoa. So it's all really connected. And I guess that's what's going on now with uh, Facebook, like basically all the users, you know, a lot of us, you know, our accounts were exposed to other people. It's a, it's a scary time that we're living in now, but let's not get off this. Yeah, subject that's, that's a music. whole different, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whole different whole topic there. We could go down that rabbit yeah. hole for hours. Um, but uh, you know, just just to bring it back here, um, you know, I think I think what we're saying with Apple, um, you know, they just happened to be the ones early on that were there, you know, and and saying, hey, people are stealing music right now. Right. How can we actually make money and how can we make the artists money doing this? And what they came up with was iTunes. You know, you pay a dollar or whatever it is to download a track, $10 for the album, whatever it is. So, you know, that that's what threw me off about when you said Apple had a big hand in destroying music. You know, I guess like they were there. They were there when things were changing, but it, I don't think it was willfully destroying music or, or willfully devaluing it or willfully participating, you know, I mean, I think they were actually helping to, to, to make the transition from um, physical formats, which the public decided, you know, hey, these are too expensive, to, to digital ones, which at the time, 
no artists were making any money on because it was just being stolen. Right. So what? Okay. So, right. Well, that being said, what about all the people that you kind of got to, to buy the the iPods and all that other stuff and the iPads, and then you kind of just abandoned the the iPod users who... Well, I don't think anyone was abandoned. I mean, the, the iPod was discontinued because everyone, you know, iPod functionality is just built into the iPhone now. It's an obsolete device. Like, you know, everyone has that. And well, you, that's not true because you can't have enough memory on your phone. To, you know, they used to make 160 gig iPods and um, basically it just was that. You could take that with you. You didn't have to have both things combined in one so for a musician it was way beneficial than let's say carrying all your cds or whatever on tour with you or something like that i'm speaking on behalf of myself um and then i felt that now they wanted you to just abandon that whole thing and i just felt kind of weird that they discontinued it when they started their music streaming site. Well, of course they did. I mean, from a consumer standpoint or a fan standpoint, like I could go to iTunes and, you know, I can still do this. I can buy an album for, I mean, I haven't done it in a long time. I don't even know what it costs. $10, $12, whatever it is, or single tracks for a dollar, $1.29, or I can pay $10 to Apple Music or Spotify or um, what's the other one? Or Google Play. Um, I think Amazon has a streaming service too, and I can have all the music I want ever or could possibly imagine, uh, you know, at my fingertips all the time. So of course I'm going to do that, you know, so why, if I'm Apple, why would I continue to make the iPod when it's kind of, you know, it's, it's obsolete technology. Like it makes sense from a, a consumer standpoint too. You know what I mean? It's, a, it's a better deal. Yeah. I don't agree with that. That's all. Well, how I is think- it? How is it not a better present, deal for? Present, well, it's a better deal for people who don't care about music too much. But if you're like a a real audiophile or you're a you know European fan, you'd be like, wow, I still want the, that experience. Well, the experience of, is different than what you're talking. You're talking about downloading files on an iPod, not physical product. You know, and and uh, the hot, you can stream Spotify at three at three twenty k, which is great yeah, no. quality and better than what you can buy on iTunes. I'm pretty sure. So you know, so the, well, I, the, iTunes you have you do have the you had the option of of buying it at a higher rate. You know what I mean? But I'm saying the CD, of course, which to me is like um, uh, you know, it's like. Uh, I love the sound of uh, vinyl. I love the sound of a cassette. A cassette just has a certain sound to it. It's a very uh, bit compressed, but it has a a nice punch to it. CDs have a completely different sound, too. It's just very, it's digital, you know what I mean? But the sound is pure, like from when you actually recorded it. You know, vinyl has made a huge comeback. And I think that could be maybe some of the backlash that the digital age is, 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 you know, because of that happening. I think that's why vinyl is such a, a big thing nowadays, because a, I think people like to have this big piece of artwork in front of them and the, the smell of it. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a, it's a totally different experience. 
And that's the experience that I'm talking about because I'm still a huge art fan. So I spent so much time making the covers, the packaging, because it's still important to me. And it's still important to a lot of people out there. Well, for sure. But that, you know, that's a different conversation than Apple getting rid of the iPod. Well, it just goes all hand in hand with it. It because it trickled down to what it's become is what I'm saying. No, I'm not sure. I that's my, that. Okay, so. Because we, we were talking about, the, you, were, you were saying how the iPod, you know, Apple abandoned the iPod and, and you know, the format of down, paying for downloads in favor of streaming. And, you know, I said, well, it's actually a better deal for everyone. And then you came back with vinyl and physical product. So that doesn't. No, really I'm, giving you, I'm giving you the history of, of what has come down to where we are at this point with streaming. Um, I, I, I know a lot of people who don't belong to any streaming services because it's just not for them. And it's not because they're of a certain age. It's because they prefer to listen to music in a certain way. And I think kids love to, to stream music because it's, it's easy. You know, you could walk around with your phone and your, you know, head headphones, whatever. And that's it. It's, it's pretty simple. But, um, at the end of the day, I guess it's just not for me. Yeah, that, well, that that's you know all. that's fine, and you know, and you certainly still have the option to buy CDs and and vinyl, and you know, or or download via iTunes if you want. Um, yeah. You know, I guess what you know what I'm saying is, going back to to what you said in this interview is, um, you know, to say Apple had a hand in destroying music, to say bands are ruining it by doing utilizing a pay what you want model to to you know to talk about uh, i forget the exact phrase but you said something about people listening on small earbuds uh you know it just seems like you know you're drawing a line in the sand between yourself and the younger generation that really doesn't need to be drawn in my opinion you know i i think there's there's nothing inherently worse about the way today's youth consumes music than the way you did when when you were younger or you know and still do and the way that that i i do and and did and you know and all the people of our generations no i have no problem with kids listening to music the way they do that's 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 how it's delivered to them so that's the way they know it if these kids were around 10 years ago 20 years ago they'd be listening to it in a different way I'm just saying is that if you had the had the choice of listening to something in a bigger way and not in such a small way. And I, I also think that, you know, from another standpoint is that maybe maybe we'll learn in fifteen, twenty years that from listening to music with these little things in their ears, it caused them some ear damage. Who knows? You know what I mean? We don't know what the effects are going to be. But as far as um, how they listen to music, it's it's how it's delivered to them nowadays. And uh, if some people want to do it the way it used to be, some people want to do it this way, that's fine with me. I, I, I don't care. Um, the point I was making about the Apple thing was that, yeah, I think they did have a hand in hurting the the business. Yes, they did set up a different business model, which was iTunes and, uh, you know, the iPod. And um, 
yeah, maybe all things come to an end at some point. And then they saw that, oh, we see these other streaming sites making this change or they're making this amount of money. Let's go that way. And I guess that's what they did. And don't forget, they own Beats. Is Beats even still existing anymore? I, I, uh, haven't, they, I haven't heard about they, it. If they, <laughs> if they paid someone fifty million or fifty billion dollars, don't you think it would still exist? I, I, I have no idea. With, I, I see people. I see people walking around with Beats all the time. Oh, like the, the headphones, right? It. Yeah, the headphones. So what? I mean, maybe you're missing the point here. <laughs> maybe, about, I mean, about Apple. Maybe you're missing the point about Apple. And maybe, maybe you. Maybe. Yeah. So maybe Beats. Maybe streaming service, maybe discontinuing the iPod, maybe it's all included. Maybe, maybe it is something that is, is, is maybe it, it is the way I said it was. Who knows? You know what I mean? But if you take all those ingredients and I don't know, you know what I mean? Apple's got the market cornered. And I love Apple. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to come off here like I was kind of taking a shit on Apple because that's the last thing I wanted to do because Apple... Let's go back a bunch of years. Apple was all about the musician and the artist. You know what I mean? Right. They were they and were the first the, one, uh, the, the platform of uh, choice yeah. in the recording studio. And that's the Absolutely. one thing. That's the one thing that I was drawn to them was because of that. And I can remember a time, dude, when we had stores, computer stores, and you couldn't get Apple anywhere, and it would be in the corner of store. Here's the Apple product back there. You know what I mean? And um, nowadays, Apple is just so global. You know, it's just, it's so huge. So, you know, I guess my point in that interview was we were having a conversation and then the conversation just kind of turned that way. And I wasn't coming down on Apple, but yet in a sense, I was saying, I think they had a hand in, you know, maybe not destroying but maybe hurting the music business. Well, you know, I would I would amend that to say changing. You know, I don't know about hurting. I think that that's where you lose me, uh, because to me they were just reacting to the times. You know, and and seizing an opportunity to take what was being stolen and make money from it, not just for themselves, but for the artists and record labels. Um, you know, and they certainly had a massive, massive hand in changing it. Uh, but hurting, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think they actually produced a lot of income where previously there, there was none. And, you know, I mean, look, here's, here's, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting towards is you can't stop the forward march of technology, you know, and if these technologies are evolving, you know, now streaming is standard or even, you know, five years ago or, or maybe six or seven years ago, the, the internet we get on our cell phones, uh, wasn't really good enough to, stream high quality audio but now it is uh you know and kind of fighting against that or saying that it was better before is pointless because this is how it is this is the technology this is how people want to consume music so we may as well embrace it and figure out the best way to make the most of it i think okay when you say like this is the way people want i don't think that i think it's the way people are 
this is the way it's delivered nowadays. It's, but it's they the way I the want it. You know, like I don't, you know? I don't want to go to the record store and buy albums anymore. Why? Because, Why? Why? Because it's inconvenient. Because I can just. But see, that's 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 bullshit to me. What do you mean it's inconvenient, dude? You you really think that everybody feels that way? No, people. I don't think everybody people. does, but I think this a lot is of going, people do. This is going. This is where we're going. We're going to a place where we don't leave our houses. We get everything delivered. We, you know what I mean? That's the thing that bothers me the most about it. No, it's I like, I come think on. So. I mean, going, you know, I, I talk to so many kids at our show and they, they would say things like the, they love the fact that they can get to go to a, a record store and just go walk around. And, and I think things like tower records disappearing and those type of things out of people's lives. That was something that was such a cool thing to do. And you always hear people talking about, Oh man, that was the soundtrack of my lives. And it's just like, it's just changed. And maybe it hasn't changed for the better. Maybe it has changed for the worse. And well, that's, see, that, my that's, point about, that's my point. That's my point. It's just change. It's not better or worse. You know, so like I had the experiences, you're out, you know, I went to the record stores, I bought CDs, I poured over the liner notes, you know, in, in my bedroom, listening to these records over and over. And, you know, and it was great. Now, if I'm walking around, if I'm, you know, going to meet up with a friend or going shopping or if I'm driving in my car, I can fire up the new Anthrax record on Spotify and I don't have to be carrying a clunky disc man that skips all the time or, you know, or a vinyl. In fact, it, it yeah. could argue that it even makes me closer to the but music because awesome. I can listen to but it. That is true. You know, more often because, you know, it's, it's, right. it's better but, for me. Right. I get that. But that's, that's also okay. I, yeah, that's awesome to do. But why not have the option of doing the other two is what I'm saying. I'm not saying um, don't have the option. I, I think the option is fine. There are lots of people so, who prefer that option. I'm just saying don't say that the new option is worse. Just say it's different. Well, I didn't say it was worse, but I'm saying what happens to what happens when the day comes when there's no more movie theaters to go to because people are not going to the movies anymore because they're just downloading it. What happens to that experience? What happens to the experience about going to a store and getting something right away and not ordering it online? You know what I mean? What happens to these experiences? They just well, disappear. What, what happens is the same thing that, you know, it's just different. It's just what happens is the same thing that happened when the automobile was invented. And, you know, the guys who own the horse and buggies said, well, it's not the same as, you know, you know, it's too fast and you don't get the same experience of soaking in the countryside or, you know, whatever they said to rail against automobiles. You know, it's just different. And it's just the march of technology and it's how things progress in the world. And, you know, and you can't really say it's better or worse. You can just say that it's different. Well, it's, it's different, but you're completely, you're not replacing that experience you know what i'm saying you're just moving it forward and you, you're just going to create it in a different way like the automobile of course yeah it went from horse and buggy to four wheels in a, in a motor you know what i mean and of course it evolved and evolved and evolved but i'm saying for like certain things 
I don't think you want to take those type of things away. Well, you know, I mean, I think that just comes down to personal preference, and I think our personal preferences are inherently uh, tied. Our, our our favorite things are tied to the way we grew up doing it, right? You know, so, so like okay, yeah, you know, and that's true that. for that's true for everything, not just music. So let's take it twenty years from now when, let's say, your children are old enough, right? And some people are talking about Toys R Us, and they and your kids are like, "What? What's that?" Yeah, like they never had that experience because it was gone. Why sure. was Toys R Us gone? Because yeah. you got shit like Amazon. I'm sure they had some other experience, you know, whatever the method is of buying toys 20 years from now. I'm sure we'll have equal excitement to them as Toys R Us did to us when we were kids, because it's toys. Right. Are, toys are amazing, you know, just the way that music is amazing to to you and me and to today's kids and the kids 20 years from now. I don't think the the manner of consuming it matters so much as just enjoying it. Uh, well, they're not going to have that experience of going into a toy store, and a lot of friends who I have who are in the toy business who make toys um yeah they're all going to take a hit because of this too um which yeah bothers me too yeah i mean you, it's, know? you know it sucks but it's just you know the world evolves it, it doesn't stay in the same place you know and where those jobs are lost new jobs will be created in you know whatever the sectors of toy distribution well, you hope. i guess you know <laughs> yeah you yeah. hope you know, but just as, you know, I mean, you could point, you could, to bring it back here to music, uh, you know, the record labels are sh- surely a lot smaller than they used to be. Record stores are a lot smaller, basically non-existent, but, you know, you got a whole new generation of people working at companies like Spotify and YouTube and, and Facebook, you know, whose jobs are just to focus on the music part of those platforms. And, you know, and it goes on and, and music is still here. Uh, the music industry grew for the second year in a row in 2017 and, and you know, is looking pretty good, thanks in large part to the increased revenue from streaming. And, uh, you know, sure, the experiences are different, but it's it's not so bad. Uh, you know, today's kids love music just as much as yesterday's kids. That's all I'm trying to say. Maybe, maybe they do, but I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know if it's the same, but again. Well, it's not the same. I mean, it's definitely I meet not. I meet I meet kids all the time on 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 the road and most of those kids come with their vinyl <laughs> and it's it, for me it's great to see that you know like yeah still they're still out there and uh, that it to me is more healthier than anything you know yeah well I mean I think for for a lot of people vinyl has become a collector's item you know I think they buy a vinyl and yeah you know and that but listen to it mostly on on spotify um yeah but I, you know and for the more and for the most that. part that's my that's my thing i'm just i've always been a fan of music you know and that's one thing that i don't think will ever change so you know if you could open something and you get that smell well that's 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 it for me you know what i mean so yeah it hurts when things disappear but yeah, it will be replaced by something. Hopefully, um, music will always be here. We know that. Um, it just needs more support. You know what I mean? And I wish other bands, other musicians, would kind of stand up a little more for music. How so? Just like I did. Talk about it. 
have a have a conversation about it. You know what I mean? Maybe things will make a difference sometimes. Maybe who knows? Uh, you know, be passionate about music. You know, don't just go out. Ah, whatever. You know what I mean? Music yeah. is important. How many times have I heard someone say to me, "Because of this record, it got me through a really bad time," and I know it because it works for me too. You know, without well, this record, it you know who knows. So, well, that's something you and I both both can agree on. I think you know. I mean, there <clears throat> that that and that will continue to be the case certainly. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, I think, I think you and I could probably go on about this for another hour, but, uh, you know, I think we've, we've both made our points here and, um, you know, I, I think what we can agree on is that we love music. People love music. You know, I'm sure you see it every night when you're on tour, there's, you know, still very healthy fan base of people who love anthrax and, and, uh, all, you know, so many other bands out there and, and, you know, and, and music will, go on um so uh yeah it has to that's yeah it it and it will so uh charlie i really appreciate you taking the time this was awesome um and uh you know anytime you need anything from metal sucks feel free to reach out yeah just don't put anything negative make this as positive as we just had that conversation you know what i mean i don't i have a problem with people from blabbermouth who don't really listen they just Boom. They just want to throw negative shit. So, you know, we had a really good positive conversation. All right. Thanks a lot. Come man. On. I appreciate Take care. It. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye.
Get ready, my friends. Doesn't matter if it's punk, metal, or rock. Rockabilia is your one-stop shop for all band merch. They have over 500,000 items to choose from. Hard to find stuff that you can't get anywhere else with the largest selection of music merchandise available in the world. Doesn't matter if it's hats, shirts, autograph items, patches for your battle vest. Rockabilia will have you covered. And everything is officially licensed. Don't fall for the Chinese counterfeit band merch on Amazon or the targeted Facebook post promoting a bootleg product. If you support Rockabilia, you're supporting the artists. Been around since 1987 with 30 years of giving you the best memorabilia. And for special discounts, use the promo code PC Jabberjaw. So for your punk, metal, and rock memorabilia, there's only one place to go, www.rockabilia.com. And we are back, guys. The song you heard, Breathing Lightning, off Kings Among Scotland, coming out April 27th, guys. And uh, leave some comments below about the debate between Vince and Charlie. A lot of fun that was to listen to, so... Uh, until real soon, guys, we hope you enjoyed this extra special 0.5 episode of the Metal Sucks Podcast. You'll be hearing my voice in a few days. Bye-bye. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.